Hi, friend. Welcome to North City Church's podcast. We're a community that loves our neighbors in the way of Jesus. And we hope that this message or teaching empowers you to do just that in your everyday life. If you want to learn more about the ways our community is trying to love our neighbors in the way of Jesus, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and online at NorthCityChurchMPLS.com. Enjoy the message. For those of you who do not know me or have not yet met me, my name is Steve, (laughs) and I have been part of North City Church uh, since the launch team, you know, for the past three years, along with my wife Megan and our son Jacob, who's not here today because he's kind of sick, so, but a few quick facts about me is uh, I have spent five years working at Minnesota Adult and Teens Challenge, you know, it's a faith-based drug and alcohol treatment program, and currently I am a Lyft driver and a stay-at-home dad while my wife teaches so we don't have to pay for daycare. And with that, let me open with a word of prayer and then we'll dig in. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this time that we can come, we can eat, we can worship, and we can share about you and what you're doing in our lives, Lord. We just pray that you give me the words to speak. In Jesus' name, amen. For the next few moments, I'll be sharing one of my favorite Bible stories, and a few pieces from my own life. The story that I'll be sharing is found in John chapter 5, verses 1 through 15. So if you have your Bibles or your phones, feel free to open up to John, and we'll read it in in just a minute here. Now, leading up to the story, in the previous chapter, we find the story of the woman at the well, which J.D. shared last week. And no, we did not plan on J.D. sharing that, and then me sharing this, it just... God does that sometimes. But if you're not here or want to listen to her, I highly recommend you check it out online. As J.D. shared last week, Jesus went out of his way to see this woman. Not only did he see her, but he fully accepted her despite her past, which was not exactly the best. Then she went and told others that the Messiah was there, and many believed. The next story in chapter 4, which is the one right before today's story, Jesus heals the son of a royal official. Today's story is in some ways a combination of the previous two stories that Jesus acknowledges a person of low status, forgives sins, and performs a physical healing. So if you have your Bibles open, feel free to read along with me. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which is Aramaic, is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, is it the Sabbath? The law forbids you to carry your mat. 
But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick, up, pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. Now, here in this story, Jesus engages with a man who had been an invalid for 38 years. Now, we know from the text in verse 14 that this man's condition was partially or completely connected with some kind of sin. Now, in that day, it is believed that if a person was lame, blind, or paralyzed, etc., it was a result of some, someone's sin. But we know from John chapter 9 that this belief was not true, as the disciples asked the same question about a man who had been blind. And Jesus simply said, no, no one had sinned. So therefore, just because someone is in one of these conditions does not mean that their condition is a direct result of sin. But for this man in chapter 5, his condition did have a connection. So now, if we go back to verses 5 and 6, Jesus engages with the man in a very friendly manner. He does not condemn the man for his actions that have led him to this place. He does not say, why can't you get it right? He simply says, do you want to get wrong? The man's response was not what we may expect. Instead of saying, yes, sir, I want to get well, he makes excuses as to why he cannot get in the pool to receive the healing. I would think after 38 years, he would have figured out how to make sure that he was the first to get into this pool to receive healing. It makes me wonder, if this man was comfortable in the current circumstances and was scared of change, though from an outsider looking at it, it looks horrible, and it is horrible. Maybe the man was afraid of change and fear kept him paralyzed physically and potentially mentally. Jesus, however, was not afraid or turned off by his response, but rather tells him to get up, pick up your mat, and walk. The man was healed. Now, as much as I want to, you know, criticize this man for... <clears throat> being scared or not wanting this initial healing, I have to turn the mirror around and look at my own experiences. There have been times in my own life where Jesus has come to me and asked me the same question, do you want to get well? I would like to say I have said a big yes every time, but that is not true. There have been times in which I have looked at my circumstances I have found myself in, either caused by my own actions or things caused outside of my own control, and have chosen to stay in them. Instead of responding by looking to and seeking Jesus for healing, I would say I want to change, but not completely do what he may be asking me to do. Sometimes I have acted this way because I enjoy cert those certain behaviors. Other times I hate the circumstances, but I am paralyzed in this situation by the fear of change and the fear of the unknown. Looking back at those times, I acknowledge I was foolish and that Jesus truly does know what is best. 
I'm going back to the story. This man who had been healed faced opposition from the Jewish leaders. Instead of being happy for this man who had been healed after 38 years of being in this condition, they condemned the man for carrying his mat. They did not rejoice with the man for the miracle that had just taken place, but they were more concerned about following a man-made law. For me, I have experienced this opposition many times from people, including friends. One time in particular was about 12 years ago when I made the decision to start making changes in my own life, and I made the decision to be baptized. Instead of being excited for me, some of my friends opposed the decisions I was making, partially because I wasn't partaking in the same actions with them. They even tried to tell me that, you know, God's not real or you don't need to be baptized or just everything under the sun. You know, these included people who I very lived with at the time. You know, I have learned that in those situations where I face opposition to not get mad when I am on the journey of healing and what God is doing in my own life, but rather I have learned to embrace those situations with love, joy, kindness, hoping that one day those who oppose God's work in my own life will experience God's love for them in their own life. Now back to the story one more time. We see Jesus finds this man in the temple and says, see you are well again, stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. We do not know if there was more to this conversation than just this one sentence that we see in John's gospel. I could be wrong, but I believe Jesus made sure this man had everything that he needed to live how Jesus to live how Jesus had instructed him to. Now, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, I have seen and know how this verse can play out in people's lives. As I mentioned, I spent five years working at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge helping people battle drug and alcohol addiction. I have seen people healed by the power of Jesus Christ. And unfortunately, I have also seen some who have been healed their life is going well, and then they make one 30-second decision that is not very wise. For some, they are given another chance at life, while for others, they, they don't get to see the next day. As much as, as easy as it would be to get focused on the negatives, my hope and prayer is that for those who do survive the consequence of the sin, that they choose to come back to Christ and not continue on going back to that thing that they had returned to and continuing on there, but they, rather they return to the journey that Christ has called them to live. Now, I'm just going to close our time here with two short stories from my own life in which God uses people to ask others this question of, do you want to get well? This first story happened this past week when I was out driving Lyft. I picked up a man who was standing outside in the rain. In talking with this man, he shared with me how he was an alcoholic, and he had walked roughly two miles to go to an alcoholic's anonymous meeting. He found out that the first meeting he went to was canceled. The second one, canceled. So therefore, he called a lift to get a ride home, and hence, that's how we got met. 
he shared a little bit about his story, his addiction, and that he was not a religious person at all. I just listened. And I eventually asked him, do you want to get well? He responded, yes. He is sick of his behavior and the damage it's causing. I then shared with him about a recovery meeting that takes place on Tuesday nights at Serenity Village Church in which I knew a lot of people that go there and have received help through the power of Jesus Christ. I also pointed out to him their website because he shared with me how he was hoping to make it just to 2 a.m. when bars closed. I acknowledged that he was not a religious person, but that this addiction, for many, is a matter of life and death. His response, I do not work on Tuesdays, so I am potentially going to check it out. Now, rather or not he checks it out this Tuesday, that is between him and God. And who knows, maybe he will find, he will go from being a person who is stuck in addiction to a person who has been set free by the power of Jesus Christ. In that moment, my job was simply to plant a seed and to point him to a place where he could find healing. This other story comes from this past summer when I was not doing the best spiritually. You see, I had allowed myself to get more focused on the things of this world instead of who God wants me to be. My wife, in a simple way, said, you need to make some changes. And as much as I hate to admit it, she was right. And God was using her to ask me the simple question, do you want to get well? I acknowledge I needed to rebuild my walk with Jesus again, and I needed to build up healthy community again, making these things a priority. And yes, COVID had made things difficult over the past two years, but I cannot use that as an excuse. Some of the things that have helped bring me back closer to God and where he, I feel him calling me to be is coming to church on Sundays, checking out the classes that North City has offered, the emotionally healthy living class in the fall was amazing. And I've wanted to check out the Galatians class, but illness has kind of kept me from getting there. But if you do want to check it out, it's at the Larson's house this Thursday night. But being connected with the Wednesday night group, with a group of men like every other week, it's been great along with having friends to pray with once a month, including some people in this room, as well as journeying through the book of Matthew through a group that I found in Bible Study Fellowship. To me, these things are important, and they help me stay grounded in the ways of Jesus instead of getting caught up in the ways of the world. You see, in my story going back 12 to 15 years ago, when I found myself in dark places doing unhealthy things, I still called myself a Christian, but I had minimal healthy Christian community in my life. The opposite of addiction isn't simply sobriety, but it is healthy connection to healthy community. The things that led me out of the dark times in my life then was Jesus first and foremost, but also a community of believers who were and are journeying with one another, people who are studying the Bible, praying, worshiping, and doing life together. These are all things that we do here at North City. You see, I am not a perfect person. I am very broken and sinful. But I am not who I once was, but rather am on the journey of seeking and continually being refined and trusting that Jesus will make me into who he wants me to be. And hoping that when those times come when Jesus asks me that simple question, 
do you want to be made well? I will say yes and continue on this journey with him in whatever circumstances may be. Because we worship a God who is a God of second, third, 10 millionth chances. We worship a God who loved us so much to take our place on that cross and rose so that we may be able to live in victory because of who he is. And this is what we should be celebrating every day. And this is what Christians all over the world will be celebrating next week. So in closing here, before we, I'm going to pray and then we'll send out to or what we call listening time. So I'll pray and then I'll get the prop. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we, just, we thank you for this time. We just pray that for the conversations around the table to just go well. In Jesus' name, amen.